Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. How do you heal from past issues to get unstuck in your health, work, and relationships so you can create a life you love today? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, I want to remind you, if you'd like my free Live Well, Age Well guide with three keys to start using today and receive email notifications when new episodes drop, go to listofiggins.com forward slash age well. And go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you never miss a conversation. And did you hear the news? The best part of the conversation is now happening after the episode in my new Facebook group community called Women Repurposed After 40. Click the link in the show notes to join us for all the fun and extra goodies. And if you enjoy this podcast and think it would add value for someone else, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review at podchaser.com. Before we get into our conversation today, I want to pause and give a huge shout out to our review of the week from Lady Lucky 412 who shared, if I could only have two words to describe this podcast, it would be relatable and inspirational. From the very first episode, I found myself having to hit pause time and time again to jot down the golden nuggets of advice, wisdom and advice. Lissa is right on target with everything she says. Can't wait to hear her future episodes. Thanks so much, lucky lady. Your support helps us share this message with more women like you and your name will go in our monthly drawing. So you may be asking, What's a girl to do if she wants to get her name in the drawing? I'm so glad you asked. There are two simple ways. One, leave a review on podchaser.com. Or two, screenshot an episode, post on social, and tag me at Lissa Figgins. Now let's rethink our past. To Repurposed Live, where we help you to rethink your growth your wellness, and your purpose. My name is Lissa Figgins, and it's my mission to help women like you to have the health, the time, and the resources to better create a life that you love and to do that uh, in, in just a healthy and happy way. And each and every week, it's my intention to introduce you to an amazing woman who can also help you in that way. And so today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Dr. Debbie Silber. She is the founder of the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. She's also an award-winning uh, speaker, coach, author, podcaster, and has done a lot of studies to really make some groundbreaking discoveries about 
uh, just what we need to know about how long it takes to heal from betrayal. And so now what Debbie is doing is she's helping others to move past their betrayals and other things that might be preventing them from having um, the happiness and the uh, confidence that they want most in several different areas of their life. So Debbie, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us, this is a real interesting topic that we're talking about today. And I know a lot of times what we do comes out of our own journey and story. So take us back and tell us a little bit about your background and your journey and how that has gotten you to doing what you're doing today. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. I don't think anybody wakes up one day and says, hmm, I think I want to study betrayal. <laughs> it doesn't, right? doesn't quite doesn't quite work that way. So this, this is my 30th year in business and I've been in health mindset, personal development forever. And uh, it was, you know, as my life would grow and change, so would my business. And then I had two soul crushing betrayals. One was from my family and I thought I did all I needed to do with that one to heal. And then a few years later, it was my husband and anybody who's been through that, you're blindsided, you're devastated. You know, it's it's shocking. It's you know, your world as you've known it just crashes and burns, and mine was no different. So, uh, got him out of the house, and I was like, okay, what's common to these two experiences? And I said, you know, I never really had, took my own needs seriously. It was always about everybody else. Boundaries were getting crossed. No, something's got to change, and that's me. So here I was with four kids, six dogs, a thriving business, and I'm like, I'm enrolling in a PhD program. I had no idea how I was going to manage that. And it was, but it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much. I didn't quite understand it. He was too on his own, but I wasn't ready to look at that. And, and so I was moving through this program and then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my business, my life. Wow. And I love that you have taken this, you know, these difficult circumstances, these hard times in your life. And not only did you choose to grow and flourish through them, but now you're helping other women, right. And others to do that as well. And I just think that is such a gift for you to be able to come alongside someone and say, I've been in a, in a situation where I've experienced this probably not exactly the same, right. All of our journeys are different, but yet so many parallels. Oh, yeah. And there's something, you you know, with betrayal, it, it is regardless of the the actual scenarios. Yes, they're, they're always different. What's so unique about betrayal is, you know, this was one of the one of the three discoveries. Originally, I was studying something called post-traumatic growth, betrayal and post-traumatic growth. So it's post-traumatic growth is sort of like if you imagine an upside of trauma, how trauma leaves you with a new perspective, insight, awareness that you didn't have beforehand. And I was like, I have been through death of a loved one. I've been through disease. Betrayal feels different. And I didn't want to assume. So I asked all my study participants, I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Hands down unanimously, they said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And it's so different because it feels so intentional. So we take it right. so personally. You know, it, with like, let's say I lost my mom. Uh, you grieve, you're sad, you're mourning, the lost life will never be the same. But I, d I don't necessarily take it personally. With right. betrayal, there's rejection, abandonment, uh, confidence, worthiness, belonging, trust. They all take a nosedive and they all need to be rebuilt. So one of the discoveries was, yes, you could call it post-traumatic growth, but it needed its own name. 
which is now called post-betrayal transformation. And I, I really looked at it. I said, if I can heal from this, I'm taking everybody with me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. And I love not to get too far ahead, but I love the end of your story or maybe not the end of your story, but you know, you, you talked about one of your betrayals, right? Can you just kind of give us just a, a peek ahead? And then I have some questions that I want to dive into, but you know, where did things go with that second betrayal you were talking about? Yeah. So, so one of the things that I learned and that I teach is how to know if it's safe and in your best interest to heal and move on with that person, those people, or how to know if it's safe and in your best interest to rebuild if possible. I don't, I don't believe uh, after betrayal, trust can be repaired, but it can mm. be rebuilt. Mm. So in this scenario with my family, it wasn't an option. So I healed myself and moved on with my husband. You know, the way it works is if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, it's a possibility to rebuild something entirely new with the person who hurt you. Well, that's what I did with my husband. So not long ago, we married each other again. New rings, new vows, new dress, and our four kids is our bridal party. I love that. I mean, you know, and like you said, that's not always the best outcome, right? And it won't always be the outcome, but what a really interesting and, and unique perspective you have to be able to share how to do that piece of it as well, because that's a whole nother set of skills. It, it um, truly it is. Yeah, because, you you know, I, I, I look at it as tr- with betrayal, there is that shattering of trust. And I look at trust like a brick wall, that brick wall, there's no other way that I know of that it can be constructed aside from brick by brick by brick. You know, that's the way it goes. And then in one earth shattering moment, the entire brick wall comes tumbling down. Well, right. you, you have every right to look at the brick wall and say, I don't have the least bit of interest in watching that thing get rebuilt again. However, if you, you can't repair it, but you know, if you're going to rebuild it, but if you mm. choose to rebuild it, there's no other way it can go up than the same way it, mm. it, it was constructed the first time, brick by brick by brick. So the person who's been betrayed has to be willing, if they choose, uh, you know, to to watch the brick wall be rebuilt, and the betrayer has to be a really good bricklayer. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, that takes a lot of work on both sides. So let's let's pull back and let's start by defining some terms here, okay? Because I'm sure right now there are probably some, you know, maybe maybe some t- stereotypical betrayals that we may be thinking about, but. You know, so so let's talk about what might be some of those forms of betrayal. Some of the ones that maybe we, you know, a listener would be thinking about right now, but maybe some of the ones that we don't really think about or even see and define as betrayal, just so we can kind of get some context. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I define it as the breaking of a spoken and or unspoken rule, and every relationship has them. I mean, think about it. We had a rule. I was going to show up. We were going to have a conversation, and right. if I didn't, I would have betrayed you. Now, it it wouldn't have shocked you and shattered you, but betrayal nonetheless. The way it works is the more we trust, the more we depend on that person, the Mm. deeper the betrayal. So for example, a child who's completely dependent on their parent, and then that parent does something awful, that's going to have a different impact than let's say your coworker taking credit for your idea, or your best friend sharing your secret, or your, you know, the, the, your, your partner in business stealing the company, company funds, you know, they're all a shock. They're all the breaking of that rule, but to a different magnitude. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, and, 
and just, and, and also too, I'm sure if it's, if it's a one-time thing, if it's a repeated thing that then we have boundary issues of, you know, just what we're seeing and um, you know, but that's a great definition to work with. So one of the things you mentioned earlier was how those types of things affect us, you know, so whether it was something that was a long time ago, I mean, my, my audience is 40 and beyond. So I know some of those things may have happened, I mean, years and years ago, and we think we're past them. Uh, or they may be something that's, you know, that's been super uh, frequent or not frequent, but recent, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what are some of the effects that yeah. the betrayals have on us? You talked about like physical, emotional, you know, some of some of those things. What are some of those effects that you see? Yeah, well, you know, it's really interesting because one of the other discoveries was there's a collection of symptoms so common to betrayal, physical, mental, and emotional. It's mm-hmm. now called post-betrayal syndrome. We have mm-hmm. a quiz on the site to see to what extent people are struggling. We've had over 18,000 people take it in the last probably year and a half or so. And what's so interesting is, you know, we've all heard time heals all wounds. When it comes to betrayal, I have the proof that's not true. Mm-hmm. Because there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 40 years ago. I can still feel the hate. My betrayal Mm -hmm. happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened 10 years ago. feels like it happened yesterday. So we know that betrayal, it may, uh, you may think you've healed from it by either getting into another relationship or just time. No, it's Mm -hmm. there. It's there. And it heals when we face it, feel it, heal it. It's a very different and unique type of trauma. Because it hits us on every level, physically, mentally, and emotionally, it needs to be healed on every level as well. So true. And yeah. I think so some of those, I was just going to say, one of the things I think we want to do is we want to push it under the rug, right? We just want to like close the door on that chapter or on that relationship. And even if we're not ever coming back with that person in, you know, in, in real real time, still just kind of close that out and move on. But what you're saying is that doesn't mean you're healed from it just because mm-hmm. you're not in it right now, Right. A hundred percent. And it shows up in so many different ways. Like we see it in, in health, in work, in relationships. Like, for example, I see it in two ways in relationships. This is how you know if you haven't healed. If you have repeat betrayals, that's how you know. The face has changed. It's like you go from boss to boss to boss or friend to friend to friend, coworker to coworker to coworker, partner to partner to partner. And you're like, what the heck? The face has changed, but it's the same thing. Is it me? Yes, it is. There's a profound lesson. I'm not saying it's your fault uh, about the Trail. But there's something really powerful you need to learn, like you need better boundaries in place, that you are worthy, lovable, deserving, whatever it is. And until and unless you get that, you will keep getting opportunities in the form of people for you to learn that. The right. other way we see it is when people put the big wall up, they're like, nope, been there, done that, not going near that again. They think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from a place of fear. So if you're in either of those two positions, know that that's an unyielded betrayal. We see it in health, where people go to the most well-meaning and amazing doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. At the root of it, very often, is an unyielded betrayal. And we also see it in business. There are so many ways here, too. One would be, let's say, you deserve that raise or promotion. You want it. You deserve it. But you don't have the confidence to ask because your confidence was shattered in your betrayal. So you don't ask. You're bitter and resentful instead. And that's the energy you bring to work every day. Or you you want to be a team player. You want that to do that collaborative uh, joint venture with someone. You want to work with that partner, but you're terrified. You don't you don't trust them. The person you trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How can you trust that boss, coworker, partner? You see? So it shows up everywhere. 
Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm sure like it may happen in one scenario, but then it, 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 it surfaces in a different uh, area of our life and can really be something that can, like you said, hold us back. And I think we get to this stage of after 40 and this is when we really start kind of taking a look at our lives, right. And what matters and where are we and how do we feel about where we are and where am I going? And, you know, we may be looking at empty nest or someone may, you know, be looking at a marriage that, you know, hasn't lasted or, or turned out to be what they thought it was going to be. And, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to figure out what do I want this next chapter of life to look like? So if, you know, if someone's listening and she's, you know, she's in that forties or beyond, you know, age range, and she's listening to some of these red flags that you're sharing and saying, okay, maybe I have some unhealed past betrayals. What might be a couple of practical tips that you would suggest to her uh, to do to start getting on that path to truly healing it and getting beyond those so that she can start flourishing in life. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would suggest is know which stage you're in. And that was an, that was the third discovery that there's actually, uh, if we're going to fully heal, we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting is now we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those phases. And we know what it takes to move from one of those stages to the next. Why is that a good thing? Because now there's a roadmap to actually heal. Most people get stuck in stage three. I'm happy to go through what the, through the stages. And when, when you hear it, your entire audience is going to be like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm stuck. And the beauty of knowing that you're stuck is now you know it's not right. your fault. You had no idea there was anything else waiting for you but it's just a stage that you've placed yourself in and you got stuck there. So when we sure. know that, yeah, we can unearth ourselves and move forward. Yeah. So I'd love to hear if you're willing to share, what are those stages? You could just give us a quick overview. Sure. Sure. So I, I write all about them in trust again, but I'll give you sort of a, a brief kind of download here. So the first is like a setup stage. And I saw this with every study participant, me, me too. If you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual what I saw was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of ignoring and neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. What does that look like? looks like we're really good at thinking and doing, not really prioritizing the feeling and being, but that's where our intuition lies when we turn that down. If that, if that table only had two legs, easy for the table to topple over, that's us. Stage two, by far the scariest stage. This is the shock, D-Day, discovery day. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. This is like where that person takes a mask off saying, this is who I've been this whole time. It's an absolute shock. And everybody knows exactly where they were, exactly what happened right then. You've ignited. So here's the breakdown of the body. You've ignited the stress response. So now you're headed for every single stress-related issue, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. This makes no sense. You can't wrap your mind around this. And your worldview is shattered. That's your mental model. These are the rules. This is how it works. Don't go there. This person's safe. In a moment, everything you've known is shattered. The bottom has bottomed out. There's no bottom. But if you were walking down the street, the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay alive and stay safe. That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical of all of the stages. You can't help me get out of my way. How will I survive this experience? Where do I live? How do I feed my kids? Like it's that practical. Here's the trap. Ready? Once you've figured out how to survive, you're like, whoo, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from. You think it's good. You don't know there's a stage four and stage five where transformation happens. 
So you think this is it. I better find a way to make this work. Four things happen. Now you start getting these small self benefits. You get to be right. You get your story. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to. You get um, you get a target for your anger. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. So you plant some deep roots here. The longer you stay, now your mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe you know. And now that's if that becomes your belief. Like energy attracts like energy. So now you have situations and circumstances and people coming towards you to confirm this is where you belong. Roots are being planted even deeper. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of there. Because you don't like it, but you don't know there's anything better. You're resigning yourself to, okay, I better get used to this. Here's where you start using food, Mm. drugs, alcohol, work, TV, and you start numbing yourself. You do that for a day, a week, a month, a year. It's a habit now. Five years, 10 years, 20 years. I could see someone 20 years out and say that drinking or that emotional eating or that, you know, numbing yourself in front of the TV. Do you think that has anything to do with that betrayal? Oh my gosh, that happened so long ago. Doesn't matter. Right. They kept themselves in that stage three the whole time. Anyway, that's why most people get stuck there. If you're willing to let go of all the small self-benefits, grieve the loss, do a bunch of other things. You can move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here you acknowledge, I can't undo my betrayal, but I can control what I do with it. And this is like if you've ever moved into a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever. Your stuff's not all there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. You're signaling the stress response to, to turn down. You're not healing just yet but you're not causing the massive damage you were causing in stages two and stage three. What's so interesting about this stage also is if you were to move, you don't bring everything with you, right? You don't bring the stuff that doesn't represent who you want to be in your new space. If your friends weren't there for you, you're not taking them with you. Here's where you let them go. People say to me all the time, is it me? Yes, it is. (laughs) You're undergoing a transformation. Anyway, when you're in that space, you're getting comfortable with it. You're making it okay. You can move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that. You were surviving. Right. Now you do. You're making new rules and new boundaries based on what you've learned and based on your experience. And you have a new worldview based on the road you've just traveled. And the four legs of that table, remember, it was just all about the physical and the mental. At this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. That is amazing. And I can totally see why we get stuck in, in phase three because it it feels better than two. Right. And so we don't want to go back to two and we think, okay, I'm on the other side, but I love how you're opening up the, uh, our eyes just in our minds to see, no, that's not healing. There is more. And, and you can truly have that lay that four-legged table again, if you go through the, the fourth and the fifth stages. So, wow. Just wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, and, you know, I think this, this is just so life-changing because when you can go and, and take one of these situations and, and work through these stages, you know, in a healthy way, how that's going to have a ripple effect, not only in your own life, but I'm thinking about, you know, the people around you, your kids, your, you know, your, your spouse, your family, your friends, your community, your business, you know, it's just going to open up so many, so many things, right? I'm sure you've seen countless stories of people that have gotten to that, right? And seen the difference, am I right? Well, you know, here's the thing. I feel like you owe it to yourself. You've been through the worst part of it already, but if you don't heal, 
you're it's like it's like a bad game of hot potato. You know, it's like you owe it to yourself to do something really good with something really bad. I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. I just said this is so, the injustice was eating me up alive. It wasn't even enough for me to heal. I said if I'm going to heal, I have to just how do I get the world to know there is a proven roadmap to heal? And so that's why we we created the program that literally walks people through. We certify coaches so they can take people through. We have the right type of support and everything's under the umbrella of the PBT Institute. And, I love and that. It, it's a different game now. Yeah. So someone I know is listening right now, or they're thinking of someone in their life, right? So right mm-hmm. now, if you're listening, this may not be for you right now. Maybe you'll need this in the future, but maybe right now you're thinking of someone you know who needs this. So I want you to pay attention here because Debbie mentioned a quiz that you can go take to see where you're at, which I think would be really key after hearing this, and then find out more about how you can heal and how her institute can help with that. So Debbie, tell us, we'll put all the info down in the show notes, but go ahead and tell us where would we find that quiz and then what would next steps look like if somebody really does want to address this and and heal beyond it? Yeah, sure. So the quiz, you can find the quiz at the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And then uh, they'll take that to see to what extent they're struggling. And a lot of the symptoms that you just attributed to, oh, well, I'm getting older. I'm this. No, it's not. It's your betrayal. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So I think calling it out first, right? Identifying it is always the first step and acknowledging that that could, that's what, you know, is going on. Then we can actually see the transformation happen. It's when we keep going on and on and thinking it's just, it's just aging or it's just life and there's nothing we can do about it that we're going to stay stuck in that place. So Thank you so much for, for sharing that. What, what encouragement do you have for somebody who right now may be saying, yeah, I've got a lot of betrayals behind me, or maybe I have a really big one. You know, what, what would you like to leave with that person to just encourage you know, them? Yeah, I, I know how much it hurts. I've been there. I mean, the most important people in my life all betrayed me. I get the pain. I get, I get the story. I get how powerful it is. And, and I get how soul crushing it is too. If you have to say this a million times to yourself, it's worth it. You ready? Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. not about you. But use the experience as a launch pad for transformation. It's the perfect setup for transformation. I love that. And you know, oftentimes we learn the best from the hardest things. You know, usually when life is perfect, we are not paying attention. We're in la la land and we're not learning really deep, you know, uh, truths at that point. Usually it comes out of something hard like this. So I love that this can be, there can be good, right? There can be fruit that comes out of it and we can really flourish uh, in in a bigger way uh, because of what we've experienced. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I highly encourage if you're listening to go take that quiz, whether you think you have one or not, you know, it may just be enlightening to see um, how that shows up and and what resources uh, Debbie has to offer that can help you or someone, you know, so, you know, it's so important in whatever stage of life, whether you're going through something traumatic or not, or you've been through something traumatic to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. That's one of my passions. I feel like as women, we often take care of everyone else around us, right? And we're trying to respond to all the things that come at us in life. And then we put us in the back burner. So I will drop the link to my healthy day guide. It's just a way to make sure that you're putting those healthy habits in your day so that you can, you know, have the health and the wellness uh, inside and out to be able to respond to the things that life brings. So uh, make sure you check out the show notes for all those resources and share this with someone who uh, needs to hear this. So thank you, Debbie, so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Love what you're doing. 
And uh, thank you everyone for joining us today. We will see you next time. Remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life that you love. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.